The Dudecast is brought to you by NHS Employers in partnership with the NHS Leadership Academy. Hello, it's Paul Taylor. Welcome to the Dudecast. It's a very special episode this month dedicated to one single interview. Karen and I met with Matt Minahan, chair of ODN, the OD Network. Matt was over in the UK as part of the faculty on the NTL programme and very kindly agreed to meet with us and spend some time talking about OD capability. So Karen and I sat down to interview Matt for the podcast and I started by asking him about the role of ODN and specifically about his role as chair. Uh, the network itself has uh, f- just celebrated our 50th uh, anniversary this past year. Um, we are uh, uh, mostly U.S.-based, though we have international members around the place, uh, including uh, several hundred here in Europe via ODN Europe. We uh, are a professional association of members interested in uh, learning about and practicing together in the field of OD. And so we have internals, we have externals, and we have students, uh, all of whom come together for our annual conference, uh, contribute to our quarterly journal, uh, are involved in our online publications, and uh, contribute to our webinars, and uh, involved in our communities of practice. So what are the priorities that you're working on? We've... um, we're a year into a project to develop a set of competencies, a global uh, set of OD, a global set of OD competencies, and uh, we're a couple of months away from having them done. At least having a good, solid first working draft done, and uh, so we have a big team of data analysts who've been collecting the 850 survey responses and the qualitative responses and the quantitative responses. Uh, we now have another team who's trying to figure out how do we create a certification uh, machinery, a certification process for people who want to be evaluated against these competencies. And uh, my hope is that we as a field can get aligned around this set of competencies. Um, Our belief has been in the past that competencies create winners and losers, some who have and some who don't, some who are higher than others. It becomes a means of differentiating. And uh, that has kept us frozen uh, and prevented our ability to actually have the conversations about what is competence and what is not. And so my hope for our field is that we are over our kind of adolescent, um, and I would call it um, uh, undeveloped uh, need for undifferentiation and would acknowledge that if we are to be truly effective in the world, we need to have agreement amongst ourselves and to be able to say to our clients and customers, this is who we are, this is what we do, and this is what we stand for. So can you talk a bit about what the model looks like at the moment? What does it contain? What's the, what's the flavor of it? It is quite different than, uh, than uh, models that have been published before. Our OD network global global OD competency model has 18 different items in it um, which have to do more with leadership in the system than with just being a process observer. Process observation is one of 18, but being a thought leader, being influential, being a trusted leader, being a skilled systems change agent are all among the uh, competencies that are in this model. And when, um, uh, when you look at the entire list of them, uh, people typically say, oh my goodness, 
I've never thought of it that way. And that's exactly what we're looking for. We're looking for these to be things that people say, gee, yes, that's what I want. And yes, gee, that's what I want to be. And so we think these competencies are advancing the field from just being team builders and process observers to being full, fully fledged business partners in the organization, contributing to the full range of organizational dynamics, not just the, uh, the emotional ones. The thing I like about the way you describe it is it's, it takes the framework of competency away from what are we doing now to what could we be doing and what should we be doing. So it sounds like there's an ambition built into it. So do you think that that will help people to stretch their practice? Do you think, the, is it achievable? Uh, in an ideal world, yes. In an ideal world, every, each one of us looks at these 18 and does a self-assessment and say, well, you know, on competency number 14, I really am not really that good. Uh, this is an area where I need some development. Uh, and that's the real power of the competency model, is it allows us to self-assess against an outside standard or framework and to say, well, of these 18, I really am strong at three. I never really thought I'd be strong at three, but when I look at these, I'm pretty good at that. And so our hope is that it's a tool for self-assessment and for um, professional development. So if someone was coming new into the field, what kind of advice would you have for them? And would that be different to someone who's maybe been practicing for 20 years? Like, would you give them some different advice? The two best portals into the field are from one of the advanced specializations in HR, leadership development, talent management. The other is via consulting firms. Young people are, smart young people are highly sought after in consulting firms. And, um, uh, typically a year or two in a consulting firm where they've got a good body of knowledge and some good tools for the practice will be uh, the best way to then land on a client system uh, in an OD role. So that's how to enter. Someone who's in the field, uh, for who's just learning the field, I would say um, work uh, with people who are older and better, who can, um, uh, at whose side you can do the work. One of the founders of our field, uh, Herb Shepard, said, never do with two hands what you can do with four. And so I'm far enough along in my career and my consulting practice that I always have 25, 28, 32, 35 year olds working on my projects for me. And I'm here to able to spend 10 days in the UK knowing that I've got a team of five young consultants on my projects back at home. and. I don't even have to check in with them because, because they're doing that well. So to a young person, I would say find someone old and study with them. Uh, to someone who's established in the field, I would say um, the hardest thing is to keep your optimism high and don't let the cynicism take over. And so uh, look for ways to continue to pursue professional development, look for ways to expand your knowledge, never give up on learning. And if you're not pursuing an area of professional development, then you're really not staying um, true to the principles of the field. As a practitioner, um, what would be the connection between myself and ODN? Like, How would I engage with it? What would I um, take from it? And what can I give to it? So our web page has um, uh, dozens of toolkits and resources 
uh, many of which are open to the world, some of which we do uh, make available just to our members. So you'd engage by going to odnetwork.org and uh, you'd see there our communities of practice, our coaching and mentoring program, you'd see our toolkits for action research, you'd see our, um, our knowledge workers tool room, you'd see our job exchange, you'd see our publications, and uh, most of which are free to the public and free to the world, some of which, as I said, are, are, uh, we reserve for our members. Now, how to get involved? Um, it's easier if you're a member of the network because we have uh, committees that we form about every couple of months, project teams doing something, and uh, we find them to be quite beneficial for people who want professional development experience, who want to make a contribution to the field, and want to be known in the field. And so people come to these projects wanting to contribute, but also wanting to gain. And so they get to work with serious project managers, people who are thought leaders and practitioners in the field who can contribute in their own way to their own work. Great. I just want to say a huge thank you. That's been really, really interesting. Thank you. Thank you, Matt. Thank you for joining us on the podcast. Thank you for joining us today. And thank you for all the work you do for our fantastic community. Thank you. It's been my pleasure. I so appreciate the invitation and so appreciate the opportunity to talk to your people and work with you guys on this as well. Thank you.